Greetings, friends of all shapes and sizes, especially those that are octagonally inclined. This is Wolf from the Past, hitting you in the present so that you can have a brighter future. And the future is always looking bright here on 694.2 PTBP. Contentions only time traveling pirate radio show. Squares need not apply because only the dopest geometry is invited to listen in on this week's Howlin' with Wolf. This week's Howlin' with Wolf comes from Matt in Singapore, aka at Taffy Saint, who tweeted about the show and tagged at Pretending Pod. They write Wolf, since the advent of digital radio and interwebs, We've been able to tap into your dulcet-toned broadcast all the way out here in Singapore. The trouble in contention sounds... troubling? But I am sure what people remain are pleased that you are there to recap the tragedy on a weekly basis. I know when I am facing supernatural terrors from beyond time and space, it's useful to have someone remind me what just happened. Just in case there is a tentacle or proboscis that escaped my notice. Anyway, impending apocalypse aside, I hope all is well with you. Your broadcasts have inspired me to seek a group of plucky idiots of my own out here to help ineptly continue the fight for all that is right in the world. Or at least some unclaimed drug money. Either or is fine. Well, thanks for writing, Matt in Singapore. All is well with your number one slime puppy, Wolf the Dog. I'm always gonna be here to remind y'all about all them tentacles that can creep up on ya. Y'all like hentai? I certainly might. But anyway, I'm glad to hear you are taking up arms with a new crew out of the blue. I got a couple tips for y'all. Make sure you get eight hours of sleep. Focus on work-life balance and eat as much trash meat as you can. Remember, if you want to write up something for your wolf to howl, tag at Pretending Pod on Instagram or Twitter. Tag Pretending Newbie People on Facebook. Or write a five-star review on iTunes and email us at pretendingpod at gmail.com. And remember to tell your IRL friends about the show, too. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg, reptilian-ass power licker. Of course, you can also support the show financially over on patreon.com slash pretendingpod. Subscribe for just $5 a month and instantly access five exclusive bonus episodes. The sixth one comes out this week, and it's straight up some BTS action. It may be the sixth Patreon-exclusive episode, but it's our session zero for this whole campaign, in which we discuss PC creation and fleshed out the town of content. Speaking of this campaign, what also has a shitload of gas in the tank and isn't slowing down anytime soon? It's the news! Last time, Jeremy Pettymore pacified a tied up, bloody, muddy, naked man with teeny meat cylinders. Ash took off back down the trail to tell Buzz, the ranger from the state, they had found one of the missing persons. Ken Krinkelhoff met up with Jeremy after not running into Ash on the trail, and he takes issue with Jeremy's new friend, Rusty. 
after being spooked by Woodrow, Judy Krinkelhoff, Sharon Shadow Berryman, and Liz Lonklin answered the ranger from state's questions. Judy doused her arms in hand sanitizer and is deeply worried about her mother, Krista Krinkelhoff's minivan in the parking lot of the Contention Woods. Liz tried to down low too slow. Woodrow's hand sanitizer squirt and failed, while Shadow decided hand sanitizer would skewer her connection with the earth and the moon and such. The three then saw dripping of blood from the back of Woodrow's neck, staining his shirt. Ash Hornbeam got lost in the woods, saw a tree with a bright light shining from a forearm-sized hollow, and avoided a hidden tripwire before sticking his arm right on in that there tree hollow. This was a pretty alarming decision. He seems to have risked his life with this one. He'll have to take on any monsters in the woods single-handedly. You hear that? That's the sound of one hand clapping for Blue False Indigo with Moon Dance. She The sun, the sun, the sun, the sun is leaving soon. She knows, she knows, she knows, she knows that the time has come to dance beneath the dance beneath the shadow of the moon. like uh dude did you know that you're bleeding out of your head oh goodness gracious i lent my first aid kit to some nice young gentlemen earlier and i wish they would have left it with me so i actually have a first aid kit in my lamborghini i call it my lamborghini Uh, I could patch you up if you let me use your machete. Oh, that is an interesting trade proposition. I will give you a roll of persuasion with a plus 40 since you're trading such an enticing offer. 25 on a 60. Congratulations for passing. I will absolutely take you up on that offer. So he grabs the machete off the back wall and he hands it to you. Now, I'm really hoping that you never use this. I'll use it if I want to use it, but thank you. If there's any brush in your way, it's likely to be mint there, all right? Yeah, I'm going to file that away. Uh, Okay, so I go grab my first aid kit from my Lamborghini. (laughs) (laughs) Joke. Joke. (laughs) And... uh, I also grab one extra vial for his blood. (laughs) Interesting. All right. So uh, as you patch him up, are you taking a sample of this blood? He can't tell, though. It's on the back of his neck. All right. Roll stealth for me. 10%. All right. (laughs) Ah! A three. Wow. That's dope. (laughs) Means good. Yeah. Dope means good, Allie. Unless it's drugs, which are also good. 
Just kidding. Don't you drugs. Yeah, we're an anti-drug podcast. Everybody knows that. Right. For all the <clears throat> 13-year-olds and below, also the ones above 13. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think our main <laughs> listener group is like 45-ish. <laughs> Don't do drugs, dads. <laughs> If you're 14, you're in. Yeah, dads, wait till your kids are 14 until you start doing drugs again. <laughs> Taylor's coughing like so much. It's like she's trying to sabotage it. I'm just like trying to make this about me. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So with all of that taken care of, what are you bringing with you into the woods? Did you bring any camping gear? Were you planning on spending the night? Or are you just out here to do this and then go back home? We have some blankets. I was told that this was a sleepover at Shadows. So I just have my footy pajamas and my sleeping bag. I have no other thing. And my toothbrush, obviously. I have like a lighter, obviously, and cigarettes and like a pocket knife. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Notch. Notch. I have some some crystals and a first aid kit, and I would definitely have other helpful and useful items. Well, you would certainly <laughs> have the left pinky of a deceased squirrel. Correct. A, what, a vial of my own blood. Correct. Mm-hmm. A vial of Woodrow's blood. <laughs> a bucket full of the soil from underneath a calf that was menstruating. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And some bird pee. Yes, some strained out (laughs) bird urine. (laughs) Did we use a sieve? Yeah, 100%. Yes. Is uh, Judy into gold digging? Is that what a sieve is? I don't know what a sieve is. A sieve (laughs) is not for gold digging. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll leave it at that. Okay, so all right, let's get you guys into the woods. You take everything that you brought with you into the woods and you head down to a designated camping spot. The camp spots in the woods of contention traditionally have wood and a fire pit built up and ready to go for each individual spot to make it easy for anyone who's spending time there to immediately start a fire. However, when you get to yours, you see that there are no rocks surrounding your fire pit. There's plenty of wood. However, no rocks to speak of. So if you were to start a fire, you think it might catch the woods on fire. All of them. Judy's very concerned about that. I'm just going to start looking around for some bigger rocks to see if I can like make some kind of barrier. Well, I just like normally want to like understand the soil below me because I don't really feel like I can be a part of a ritual unless like we're all in this together, meaning like the earth and the trees and the sky and the moon. So I'm doing a little bit of like swaying in the wind. And... uh... No, no. And Judy, what is Judy doing? Just staring at where rocks were? Yeah, Judy's just like desperately looking for something to cling to as far as emotion. She's really terrified already. She's coming to grips with the fact that she's going to be out in the dark. And Liz has already left to go look for rocks. Yeah, Liz is gone. So yeah, Judy's just standing around looking for comfort. And I keep being like, Judy, sway with me. Um, Shadow, maybe we should just find a nice place to brush our teeth, maybe in a (laughs) pond somewhere that is nice. You're going to brush your teeth with pond water? Oh, you're right. Why would I do 
<laughs> That's so stupid. Maybe we should go look for your mom, Judy. Okay, Shadow, I really need you to stop saying that because you know how nervous that makes me to think that my mom is out here. Someone definitely stole her car like Elizabeth said. <laughs> From like forever away, I'm like, Judy, your mom's fine. Yeah, you're right. Anything you say is right and always. <laughs> Lindsay, Liz is walking up out of your little camping spot and looking for these big rocks. So first, I am going to request a sanity roll. Shit. First one. That means something's coming. You've played D&D before. You ain't rolled a sanity check. Oh, fuck. <laughs> What'd you roll? If I roll a double zero and eight, that's Oh, that's a pass. All right. So you rolled an eight. I rolled an eight. Yes. Cool. Under your sanity, which your sanity is? My sanity is 50. Okay. So you're going to change your current sanity to 49 because you lose one sanity as the world around you begins to kind of warp and change. You were just looking through these woods for rocks and you could not find any. And then all of a sudden you are seemingly standing in a different spot in the woods. All right. Roll a, a, a search for me. 21. On? On a 50. Oh, congratulations. All right, thank you. So you're going to find a couple things. So mm-hmm. you turn back and you don't recognize the path that you just took to walk out here. But looking forward, you do see a few rocks, big rocks. And next to them, even bigger rocks. And these bigger rocks have a, uh, a cleavage. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you can see right over and you see there's a uh, there's an extremely fit man in his like mid 40s and he is bald and he has a super cut jawline like a big jawline with some like scruff. one day scruff all right single day scruff and he is walking around in circles with his hands just like waving all about and he seems to be like talking to himself judy krinkelhoff hello you are standing near Shadow, mm-hmm. who is swaying and staring up at the moon and digging her toes into the dirt beneath, trying to become a uh, a moon baby. A maybe. A maybe. Is what it's if called. If you won't. And, <laughs> and as that happens, I need you to roll a sanity check at a negative 40. What is your sanity? My sanity is at a 40. Oh, right. So... If you roll a zero zero one, that would be a success. But if your dice match, then it'll be a critical failure. Sounds great. I rolled a ninety-eight. Oh my god, that's incredible. <laughs> uh, so that's terrible, and you fail miserably. Cool. I'm gonna need you to roll a d six, which is the normal die, mm-hmm. uh, in order to see how much sanity you lose. Okay. I roll a five. Okay, so you are going to go batshit crazy. So when you lose five or more sanity in one go, you automatically will have a bout of insanity is how we're going to play it for this little story. That means that you will either have a 
faint, flight, or flight. Did I say flight twice? Who knows? Flight, yeah, right. fight, or faint are the three options for <laughs> okay. your character. Uh, so let's uh, let's rank them in, uh, in most to least likely for Judy. So what would be the most likely thing for Judy to do in this situation? Uh, Judy would faint. Faint. So if you roll a one, two, or three on the D6, then Judy will faint. And what would be the second most likely? Flight. That makes sense. So if you roll a four or five, she'll run away. And then if you roll a six, she will get extremely aggressive. Okay. Sounds great. Go ahead and roll that D6. I got a five. Woo! So Judy is going to freak out and take off running. But you look over and you see Shadow swaying. Right. And her swaying begins to become one with the trees behind her. And the trees are swaying. And then the ground starts moving from underneath you. And you lose touch with your own sense of direction. And the sky above you turns into the ground and everything is upside down and the ground underneath you is above you in the sky and your feet are on top of your head playing patty cake with your hands and you cannot tell what is reality and you need to get away from this place so will taylor come back in Hey, Taylor. (laughs) Hey. So Shadow is swaying in the wind and trying to become a uh, maybe. A maybe? Right, a moon baby. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a term I made up and I knew it already. Yep, yep. Everyone knew it. Duh. You look over and you see Judy, and Judy doesn't look like Judy, like her normal Judy. Hey, Judy. How are you doing? Don't talk to me. You look like a tree. How long have you been a tree? I mean, in spirit, I've always seen myself more like a pebble, but like a tree is strong and powerful too, so I'll take it. Stop talking to me. Oh my God, I can't do this anymore. I have to go right now. Oh my God, I have to run to safety. Wait, where is safety? I don't know. Just don't talk to me. You're a freaking tree. (laughs) And then uh, Judy runs off into the woods. I sigh heavily. I say... Pardon me, Moon. Just give me a minute. I grab the machete and I run after her. I should also add that Judy has put on her footy pajamas at this point. Oh, of course. So she's wearing those as she's running off. <laughs> Does she have her toothbrush in her hand? Oh, it's in her pocket. In her right? mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, and cute. In it's a, little... a zip-up pocket, so it'll stay in no matter what. <laughs> Shadow, you were talking to Judy, and she called you a tree. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? I would be a strong cherry oak elm. Wow. Mm, Suicide. (laughs) Tree form. All mixed together. For those of you who don't know. (laughs) What do you do when Judy just takes off running? I'm used to Judy being a little bit erratic. I'm also up for a little bit of adventure in the night. I just sort of assume that like the forest will take us where it wants to take us. And so I, uh, I follow suit to find our destiny. Oh, okay. So are you going to follow her in the same direction at the same clip or are you just walking? How are you going about this? 
I would say it's somewhere in between. I'm definitely not walking. I'm kind of, I'm like leaping through the forest. I love it. And I have like these attached veils. They attach to my thumb and they're almost like these wings, but just of like meshy material. (laughs) So when I leap through, it's almost like I'm a dancer, but they kind of like float like little ribbons out. Lindsay. Yes. Liz is standing at a bit of a clearing here, and she's looking at these big rocks, and in between a nice cleavage of rocks, you have seen this man who is waving his arms about and talking to himself, and he is bald and has some scruff and a big jawline, seems to be in his mid-40s, and Mm. I need you to roll an alertness check for me. 49 on a 50. Congratulations. <laughs> so you're going to see a couple things. Mm-hmm. The first thing you are going to see is that the trees directly in the area that seem to be making a, a circle around this clearing all have a very specific sigil carved into them. It is like a single line with three lines coming off the top and two lines coming off the bottom. And it looks like kind of a like a branch of some sort. All right. And you would also notice inside the clearing where this man is, he is surrounded in a circle of a white substance. Are we talking like Coke or like liquid white? Uh, not liquid white. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just I know curious. we were both thinking milk, but uh, <laughs> it is a uh, it is a powder uh, right. uh, of some sort. So that is what you see. What action would you like to take here? I think as Liz. Okay, Liz. Hmm. You do think as Liz. I now. think as Liz. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I'm thinking. <laughs> I think I'm gonna try and get the fuck out of there. I don't think I'm gonna want to mess with any of it. Okay, then let's roll a. Uh, check against each other real quick. You're going to roll stealth. I'm going to roll his alertness and we'll see if he sees you. Okay. All right. I'm ready. I'm rolling for stealth. That is correct. 85 on a 50. That is a fail. (laughs) (laughs) That is a fail. And so you are staring at him and then you take a step backward Mm -hmm. and just crunch down on a big old (sighs) stick. Crack! And it echoes throughout this little clearing that he's in, and he immediately looks over, makes direct eye contact with you. Oi, oi, oi! And he's waving you forward, <laughs> and he wants you to—he wants you to join him. And he's like, "Oh, you gotta get around from over there, you know. You gotta use a bit of my shit in the woods, you know. It's not gonna find you if you didn't." <laughs> All right, Liz finds this guy attractive, so I mean, he's talking to me now. I'm gonna go towards him. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Probably a mistake. You are approaching the white powdery line, and he's like, Oi, oi, hey, if we're going to stop, before you touch on it, if you don't, you step right over it instead of messing about. 
All right, she steps over it and walks over to him. And he immediately like runs up to you oh, and is shit. and is like, what are you doing out here? If he's not a problem in the night, it's the sky's about to turn. What the fuck are you doing out here? Also, where are you from? I, you know, across the sea, came over for a bit of business, but a lot of shit's happened since then. And we gotta keep safe. Gotta keep safe. There's nothing about the fish out here. So we gotta find it. If it's not here, then she can't find us. And, and if she can't find us, then we're safe. So who is she? What are you talking about? Blade in the wood. Oh, fuck, uh, it's right. Oh, <laughs> fuck, it's damn right. If you can't come around here, yeah, I've set up a bit of a perimeter, so if you stay here with me, you're going to be safe. But if you leave, it's over. And he walks back towards his campsite, and you see on the back of his neck, he has a tattoo, and it is like a stylized H. So the two sides are kind of like curved in, so it'd be like a backward C and then a normal C with a line going through the middle of them. All right. He doesn't have much with him. He's Mm -hmm. set up like a little camp, but he doesn't even have like a bag with him. Is his camp like within the circle of this white powder? Yes, and the circle of white powder is probably 50 feet diameter, 25 feet radius. Can I... Can I ask you, do I trust this person? Go ahead and roll human. I got a 41 on a... Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fail, I bet. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, marked out. So So how do you feel about it? Wait, 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 wait. On a 30. On a 30. So So that is a fail, yes. And how do you personally, Lindsay, outside of the game, feel about this character? I'm feeling kind of sketchy. I mean, I just walked away from people that I've known and there's a strange man. He's attractive, so there's like 10%, 10% wanting, I want to trust him. Sure. Yeah, but I don't. Attractive people do have it easier <laughs> in mm-hmm. life, yep. just in general. True. It is a privilege. Especially and for people like Liz. I wake up every day and I'm just like, oh, thank you so much, <laughs> Lord and Savior. Same. <laughs> Yeah, so you you feel however you want to feel about him. And he's like, well, you have to stay here. Uh, It's nightfall at this point. And if you leave, you'd absolutely get in fog. So there's uh, there's no way around here. You know, it's got to be with the fishes. And we've got to keep it left, right, upside down, sideways. I mean, your feet might be where my head is, but we can't see it anywhere. And his accent changes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what if I try... Can I just try and run back in the direction that I came? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to try and do that. What do I roll for? You don't have to roll anything. He is cool. going to call after you and he's just like, Oi, oi, no, no, you're going to, oh, God damn, you're going to fucking get got. There's not a chance <laughs> that you're not going to get got. Okay, cool. But I'm out of there, right? Yeah, you're out of there. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> roll a... Uh, survival check All to right. see if you can make it back to Shit. your campsite. Lucky, 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 lucky. Oh, shit. 91 on a 40. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. All right, Am so, I out now? <laughs> yeah, you lost. You're done. Uh, bye. I'm dead? Yeah. Okay, bye. You're dead. You're not dead. <laughs> You're still alive. You're just lost. Okay. As Liz Lonklin is walking through the woods, desperately trying to find her campsite, she loses track of where she is, and the sun is starting to go down. You see, through the trees, this brightly colored vest. Almost cheetah print, but more of a cheetah print houndstooth mix. 
what the hell? <laughs> and uh, Luke, if you want to describe the predicament Ash is currently in. Ash currently has his arm almost up to his elbow in a tree, and you can see around kind of shining out of the tree a very bright light. Uh, you can also, as you get closer, about an inch of my skin below my elbow is completely ripped off. Down to the hand? No, like well, my, my whole hand it. is in the tree, but about this much of it is is ripped off. Okay. Like just muscle and fat. Ugh. Fibrous. <laughs> and blood. Oh my you God, guys remember gosh. that scene in 127 Hours when James Franco like cuts his nerve? Didn't watch it. Yeah, that oh. was hard to watch. <laughs> Shit's fucking nuts, dude. dude. <laughs> uh, one thing about that is if he was a true actor, he would have actually cut his arm oh, off he for did. that role. <laughs> you didn't oh, hear about that? Yeah, no, he, really. He did. So he cut the whole thing off. It's prosthetic now? Yeah, just like everyone in Hollywood's teeth are fake. Right. <laughs> he has a fake arm. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, Liz, that's what you see uh, as you approach. You can also see Ash has tears streaming down his face from pain but you he's not outwardly panicked but inside he definitely is ash hornbeam i'm like startled and i'm like oh hey liz what are you doing out here me and the guys are well we're on a camping trip but i kind of got lost i don't something really weird happened i don't know where the hell i am and my arm is stuck in this tree yeah, what's wrong with your arm? What happened to you? I don't know if I can pull it out anymore because it feels like there are razor blades on my arm in here. And I was lost and I saw this tree and there's a hole in it with light coming out. And I I just stuck my arm in it and now it's stuck. And it hurts really bad. And I don't, I dropped my axe back at the campsite so I don't really have anything to get out of here with. Do you have any idea how you could help me? I don't. Do I have any weapons or anything? I don't have anything on me. Do I don't I? think you brought anything. Yeah. Uh, shit. I mean, I would say go back to the campsite, but I don't know where that is. Yeah, I, I'm also lost. I don't know. I just came from a place with some crazy bald man surrounded in coke. Well, the reason that I got lost, I was going back to the shack because there was a crazy naked man that was all cut up and we tied him up and... He also couldn't talk, and he tried to eat our food, and he sounded like an animal. What the fuck is going on out here? I don't know, but my main priority right now is to get out of this fucking tree. And I pull my arm about half an inch out a little more. Lose another hit point, and you feel your skin rip off. The first three layers of your skin are completely gone and blood begins running down your elbow and dripping onto the ground. And as you look down, you see that the grass where it's dripping is dead. Can I like look around and try? And oh, by the way, watch out for that tripwire over there. There it is. <laughs> There it is. That's what I was about to implement. <laughs> you fricker. If you say that in time, then I won't uh, have her hit it. So cool. uh, he calls out about a tripwire and looking down right where you were about to step, mm -hmm. there is a wire that is running uh, across from a tree to a post in the ground. I feel helpless. That is uh, part of the game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go ahead and roll a sanity check for oh, me, both okay. of you, because you do not know how to get out of this situation, and helpless is the exact word that I could use to describe this sanity check. I got a 93. That is a failure. 34 on 44? So you're good. So you are going to keep a level head because right. your arm's not trapped in this tree. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, and you're starting to realize that uh, you might have to be the one to leave and call for help. Luke, you are going to lose a single sanity 
putting your sanity down to 37 and ash starts to freak out a little more and liz can tell that i am very panicked uh you freak out enough to where a uh, little fun rule about uh this game is that when you lose sanity the handler can make an action for you Awesome. So I'm when sure you, it'll be helpful and my arm will be out of here after that. When you lose that sanity, <laughs> you freak out enough to rip at your arm and try to pull it out without bracing yourself. And you pull your arm out another like three inches and you lose three hit points, putting your hit points at two. <sighs> uh, Luke Ash Hornbeam needs to roll a constitution check in order to stay conscious here. 29 on a 45. Ooh. Uh, you are uh, allowed to keep your head. However, you are not allowed to keep your cool. I throw up yep. out of pain and panic. Calm down. Please stop pulling your arm out of the tree. Hang on. I, hang on. Just I, a second. Hang on. Just, just stay still I need to get for out just a second, here. please. And then I'm going to be like, help. <laughs> Is you, anyone laugh, around here? Do you laugh maniacally after you <laughs> Maybe call for a little help? Bit, yeah. I'm a bitch, remember? <laughs> now that my arm is probably, there's more Halfway. room around it, right? Yet it is still just as, as closely stuck. pinched it's as like it was trap. earlier. It's not like Fuck. just a hole. Son of a bitch. I really, I don't have any idea what to do right now. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like start looking for help. Help, help. I start like running away and looking for somebody. I'm gonna leave him because I can't do anything. Yeah, I like, I've almost forgot that she's even here because I'm just looking at six inches of my arm completely shed of skin and oh what is that that's that's a nerve you can see it Uh uh-huh it's like just like in 127 hours just like 127 hours yeah so i'm just standing here just staring at it like in shock like look off i started to say something to liz but she's gone i'm out Judy Krinkelhoff is running, sprinting through the woods. Trees are lashing her body, but she is paying it no mind as the world around her is melting and contorting and convulsing all at the same time. The earth seems to be pulsating, but the ground is the sky, and you have no idea what's going on. So I'm going to have you roll either which is higher, your survival or your alertness. My alertness is higher. And what is your alertness? I have a 70. So you are going to be rolling at a negative 40. So you need to roll a 30 or under in order to pass this alertness check. Go ahead and roll those dice for me. I got an 11. That is a critical success. And the world immediately all at once becomes normal to you as you stop dead in your tracks because right in front of you is very clearly a pile of leaves that is wholly suspicious as if beneath it lies some sort of trap. But Judy notices this and stops just before falling prey to this sham leaf pile. However, Judy is not alone in these woods. Sharon, Shadow, Berryman, as you are sashaying through the woods chasing after your dear friend Judy Krinkelhoff. I need you to roll an alertness check for me. What's your alertness? 40. Okay. I got a 61. All right. So so you do not see Judy 
teetering on the edge of destruction as you nonchalantly dance burst onto the scene. Allie, I want you to roll dexterity, and because you crit earlier, there's no chance you'll fall into the leaves, so you're just rolling to grab Shadow and throw her off her path. Okay. I got a 15. Woo! So you, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I already had plans, but I don't have to utilize them. So Shadow's like barreling toward you in a very uh, whimsical manner, and you see her just in time to grab her and pull her to the edge, and the two of you fall and hit the ground. And as you do that, one of your arms flings out and hits this pile of leaves, and immediately the entire pile falls and you look down and you see that there is a 10 foot drop into a pit below. Judy, oh my God, you saved my life. Um, Shadow, I think it's really stupid that you were just careening towards me in the woods when you know that there are holes in the woods. I just sort of thought that maybe fate could take us together down that hole. Um, Shadow? I am really starting to lose trust in you right now because first you turn into a tree and then you chase me through the trees and try so, to push me. Let's talk about that, Judy. Like, what I kind of tree know. am I? No, 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 no. I can't do this right now because I feel like my mind is down that hole right now and I'm just up here without my mind right now. Do you want to do some breathing exercises with my crystals? Um, yeah, I think that would be really helpful for me. Okay, let's go back to the camp and maybe on the way we can pick some flowers and put them in your hair and you'll feel a little better. Would that make you feel better, Judy? It would not. Who has a better survival check? I have 50. I also have 50. Okay, then who wants to roll some dice? She did it last time. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to find a way in this game to use my bird calling. Sure. So I thought maybe now would be a good time. I could be like, and then the birds would lead us to the camp. Interesting. And how might that work? Well, I would go, and then <laughs> oh no <laughs> up. and they would swoop down and like slowly flap their wings as we dance behind them shadow like knew which birds were like closest to her campsite earlier so you could listen for those bird sounds as opposed to earlier ones well it's okay when i think of bird calling i think of like bird communicating like it's a back and forth sure because i'm in that forest all the time a hundred and so i have like five bird friends so I would like to use my bird calling and my very accurate and reasonable explanation is that I noticed that there were a line of oak trees right by our campsite. And I happen to know that there is a regional canary by the name of Church Tinnel. Uh, that's its bird species. Of course. Yeah. And it only nests in oak trees of that age okay. and so I'm listening and right now it's pretty faint but it's coming from the west <laughs> so we're gonna head west three that's a good roll <laughs> listening for the sounds of the what was it churchinary yeah the uh, bird which is in the oaks of a certain age Ooh. 
Uh, you make your way back and you find your campsite. However, you do not find a Liz waiting for you at said campsite. Oh, shit. But what you do notice is a raccoon. A raccoon? A raccoon that is sitting on a log that is around the fire like a person might, just like cross-legged, and it is using its tiny little fingers to eat food. Any food that you guys might have brought with you, it is chowing down on. Look at that little trash panda. Oh my god, he's so cute. I love him so much. Shadow. What if that trash panda that you said um, ate our good friend, really pretty friend, uh, Liz? What if he, uh, he ate her, maybe? I mean, I really love the idea that maybe Liz died and reincarnated very quickly into this little raccoon. Maybe we should ask it some questions. As you guys approach it, you see this raccoon, it it makes eye contact with you, and it immediately perks up, puts the food down, looks at you, and then runs over to your bag and starts, like, throwing shit out of your bags, and it's clearly, like, looking for something. I'm gonna watch it, (laughs) because I'm curious to see what it wants. Oh, wait, is that the bag that has our potion in it? Yes. Yeah, whose bag is it? Who would have brought the most food? Shadow, I feel like. Shadow did. Yeah, so then it's also the bag with the ingredients for the ritual. Okay, well, I still want to kill Brittany just for my own curiosity. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to take off my jacket and I'm going to walk over there and I'm going to try to like jump on it and like hold it down with my jacket. Okay, what are you doing, Judy? Judy is pretty fucking anxious right now, so she has taken her arms, put them inside the sleeves of her onesie that she's wearing, and then just <laughs> crouched down and is just sitting there rocking back and forth, uh, saying Liz's name over and over again. Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, 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 Elizabeth. <laughs> and Shadow, I need you to roll an unarmed combat for me. I fail. And the raccoon succeeds as you attempt to throw your jacket over on top of it. It dodges nimbly out of the way and it is holding a bottle of hand sanitizer that I believe Judy brought with her. Correct. You guys grabbed the hand sanitizer from, yeah. yeah. And the raccoon is holding it and it points at the hand sanitizer and then it like does a thumb underneath its chin and swipes across like cutthroat and then it like throws the hand sanitizer on the ground and backs away from it and puts its hands up and then falls over backwards like it's playing dead (gasps) judy didn't you use that hand sanitizer oh yeah i put like uh maybe half the bottle on my body but i didn't eat it or anything so i probably am fine or am i gonna die Maybe we should use the water canteen and you should take off all your clothes and we can pour the water all over you. Um, Shadow, I really want to stay in my onesie right now. I feel really scared. Uh, maybe we can just uh, wash my hands really good. When you say that, the raccoon gives you a thumbs up and then motions back down the trail toward the trailhead with its thumb. Go ahead and roll sanity, both of you. 
Is that a fail or a success? It's a success. Oh, congratulations. I got a 63 on the 35. So you, Judy, are going to lose one sanity, taking you down to 34. Dang, you have such low sanity. Thank you for pointing that out. (laughs) I have 75. Listen. I'm insane, so... (laughs) Nothing messes with Shadow. (laughs) Everything is already messed up in her head. (laughs) And, like, I'm mighty fine with that. Absolutely. And so, Judy, uh, you are looking at this raccoon, and you do not see a raccoon. Taylor, go ahead and take your headphones off and plug your ears for me. And just wiggle your fingers around in your ears. Don't get an infection. Oh, she's already not listening. So, Allie, Judy sees this raccoon... And looking in its eyes, you see a human soul. Okay, I just see a human soul. Like, looking at its motions and its activities, you're like, that's a person. I don't know why that I'm seeing it as a raccoon, but that's a person. Okay. All right, Taylor. And the raccoon is like actively pointing down the trail and is staring at both of you and then starts like using both thumbs in a like, let's get out of here kind of motion. Um, Shadow, I think we should really do what the raccoon says. Can we um, please go with the raccoon, please? I think we should really uh, trust him. He seems like a trustworthy um, animal that is an animal and that I could trust. Judy, I know you've really been through a lot, and I'm just not sure I can trust your judgment right now, but lucky for you, I really like that little raccoon because he reminds me of my mother, so let's go. I, like, jump up. I'm still, like, cradling my own body at this point, but I jump up and I start following the raccoon. Well, I'm pretending to be the raccoon as well, so I'm kind of like, I'm walking on my hind legs, but I kind of keep like little um, T-Rex arms and I'm kind of waddling a little. Yeah, just exactly like the raccoon is doing. That's correct. (laughs) Liz Lonklin, you're walking through the forest, through the trees, trying to get back to the trail and you come to a spot where you can hear some people talking and as you're walking up you hear a couple voices and then you see hey uh, <laughs> what are you guys doing right now you're are you still talking to rusty <laughs> i'm i'm freaking out <clears throat> yeah it's the it's the GM's job to paint a picture, Zach. I don't know why you're trying to get us yeah, to... Yeah, we're waiting. Liz Lonklin, you're walking through this mass of trees, and you are all alone as the sun is going down. It is almost pure darkness, and at that point, it's a clear sky, and the only thing you'll be able to see by is moonlight, and you know that, and time is running out, and you are freaking the fuck out. Out. But as you make your way back to the trail, you finally find it. And as soon as you do, you see a campsite just off to the right in which you see Jeremy Pettymore and Ken Crinklehoff. <laughs> and they are two freshmen from Silas Cole, K through 12. Jeremy Pettymore, you would know only by name as the whole Pettymore clan is just a full 
big old family of rustabouts and and ne'er do wells. Ne'er do wells and Ken Klinkelhoff. Fuck me. You can call me uh, whatever you want. It's Krinklehoff. Ken Krinklehoff is. a freshman as well at Silas Cole K through 12, and he is the star sport athlete at Silas Cole K through 12. He is the future of this school. The two of you would know that Liz Lonklin is a total badass, always wearing her Doc Martens, always disrespecting anyone who steps to her. And as the two of you are trying to calm each other down, essentially, well, more so Jeremy is trying to calm down Ken as you're talking to this man who is cut up and bloody and muddy and almost feral, but you're you're treating him with some uh, with some nice little winkies. And Liz, you see this as you approach their campsite. Little winkies, little winkies, winkies. Little winkies. What the fuck? terrible? They're little smokies. Thank you. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it? You're yeah. Treating you're treating him dis- in what way with little? Smokies? Well, this is like a feral man. You guys don't like it when oh, I describe it in depth. You don't like it when I describe it vague. <laughs> no, I don't like you describing little smokies as like little ding dongs or <laughs> little, little Johnsons, little, t- little pee pees. <laughs> Small meat fellas. There, thank you. <laughs> okay. I, I hear Liz approach and I shut. Ash, Ash, is that you? Ash. No, but Ash is in trouble. Who are you? Wait, I would know them. Eh. I, you just said that. <laughs> ah. But you might definitely say, who are you? <laughs> Uh, I'm Liz Lonklin. Who the hell are you? Who the hell are you? I see that it's not Ash, and I go, oh, oh, oh fuck. And I try to kind of block her view from seeing the tied up, bloody man. <laughs> I think Liz would be one of the few, like, Jeremy would probably definitely know her from school in the town, and she's probably one of the few people he, like, looks up to and respects. Absolutely. He's a little wannabe punk, too. Well, he, you are a punk. He wants to be a punk. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, hey, hey, uh, we caught this wild man. You want to feed him a Smokey? (laughs) (laughs) Why the hell do you have a guy tied up over here? What the fuck are you guys doing out here? He was just out here kind of screaming and, you know, acting a fool. So, uh, Ash wrestled him into the ground and I, I tied him up. But then he, it just seems like a little, some kind of dog man. So I was going to give him Smokies and try to, try to pacify him. Well, why are you guys worried about this guy when like your friend at, Ash is over there stuck in a tree? You know that, right? No. He, stuck in a tree? Ash is stuck in a tree. His arm's stuck in a tree. I can't get him out. Oh. His arm is stuck damn. in a tree. Ash! Ash! <laughs> <laughs> How far away is he? Yeah, he. I don't know. I got lost trying to find you guys. Well, Ash went to go tell the ranger about this fella here because he's he's one of the 18 missing peoples oh. in them in these woods. Where? What kind of tree? Is it an it's ash? Just like a- <laughs> 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 it is he's now. stuck in himself. <laughs> he's it just is, jerking it off. Just- <laughs> we need to know what we're dealing with. What kind of tree? <laughs> I don't know, it's just like a tree. It's like a normal tree. I don't know. Evergreen or deciduous? I don't fucking know. It's just a tree. His arm is stuck in a tree. Was he trying to climb it? It got wedged in a branch? How, he how? didn't tell me. His arm is just stuck in a hole in a tree. In a hole? Mm-hmm. Fuck. It's like peeling his skin back. Luke just keeps it up. <laughs> keeps it up wherever he goes. Um, Could you show us where he is? Can you, t- can you take me to I him? I can try. I want to see if this guy will come with us, and I try to lead him. Like a leash and beckon him with Smokies. Jeremy, no, no, oh my, no! I'm telling you, I saw in his eyes he is feral. He will hurt us if you let him free. Can you, 
He didn't see what a sorry state he was in. He's he's no good out here all alone on his own. He's going to hurt himself some more. Do you think that's his blood or you think it's somebody else's? Look, of course it's his blood. Well, a little bit of his well, ashen minds because we did tussle. Well, <laughs> but mostly it's his. I'm just like ready to get back to where we were. So like, can can we like just keep him tied up and like take him with us tied up? That's what like I'm saying. Yeah. You look over and you see that this man is just giving you like proper fuck me eyes. He's just like... <laughs> <laughs> See, he's just a fool for them Smokies, Ken. He wouldn't hurt a fly as long as we got them. I don't trust him. No. Well, I just I don't want to take him with us. I think if we time up here, we can tell the rangers where to find him. It'd be easy peasy. He's survived out here long enough, apparently. Damn it, Ken. Sometimes you have to do what's right and not what's going to look good to a college admissions board. Well, All right? I know associating with wild men ain't the kind of thing that you you want to be seen around because you're, you're some kind of fucking, you know, achiever now and you're better than the rest of us. But once you was down in the muck covered in, in scratches just like Rusty here. I don't know what you guys are going through. But I ran into some wild man out there in the woods. There's was, more wild men? Yeah, surrounded by like a line of like some kind of white powder. And he was telling me that uh, if I leave by myself, something will get me. So I don't want to leave this guy by himself. Yeah, we let's take him. He is, uh, He's all tied this up. man is like holding out his hand for another uh, tiny meat fell. And I put I put one in there. And he immediately just like holds it with fingers of both hands and just like... Nom, 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 nom. Ain't that just the cutest thing you've ever seen, And then Ken? he smiles, and he looks back up at you, and he holds out his hand for another. <laughs> Ken, I just, look at him. I, give Ken. I don't like it. But Ken, Ken, look at me. You want to give him a smoky? <laughs> Absolutely do not. Give. I put a smoke. I like grab Ken's hand, and I put a smoky in it, and then I clasp it like closed. <laughs> I'm like, give him a smoky. Ken, what did this guy do that made you not like him? Look at him. My voice is changing. It happens, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's podcasting, baby. Yeah. Is it just the way he looks? When I walked up, he was he was covered in blood and he was snarling and gnashing and, and there was just there was something in his eyes I could tell that if he got free, he would want to hurt us. It's just some I just saw it. If it, it was a flash. We'll just keep him tied up and smoky. It'll be fine. Listen, for all we know, this is Jim Carrey preparing for a role. <laughs> <laughs> he smiles, nods, and holds out his hand to Ken. Oh, you're right. It is Jim Carrey. All right, that's how we go. <laughs> how is he tied up? Well, Ken, he's tied up well. Well, he keeps holding out his hand, so obviously his hands is free. They're bound together and bound to his feet, but he, just enough to uh, okay. to reach out a little bit for a. Uh, if his hands are bound to his feet, how's he reaching his mouth with the meat? He's bits? stretched. He's stretchy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's bendy. He's stretchy. stretchy, and he's naked. How's his dick? <laughs> it's like weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> we can't leave this poor weird dick looking <laughs> fella out here. <laughs> Look at him! Look at him! <laughs> Look at his weird little dick. <laughs> He'll starve out here with a dick like that. <laughs> so he's not tied up to anything, though. He's just bound to himself. He's yeah. He's, he's like also okay. tied to the tree. Yeah, he is tied. Oh, to he the is tree. tied to the tree. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't want to take this guy with us. Uh, 
do you, do you, is, is a. Do you really not want a wild man pet to accompany <laughs> this, on this campaign? He might come in I didn't very think useful. hanging out with this guy would be the discussion. Did, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, do you want to go save Ash? No. Do you want to bring this human man who's like a weird pet boy? I want to do both. Probably. Like the cat man. Uh, shh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> if we if we untie him from the tree, we can see what happens. But if he if he comes after one of you, I told you. That's all, I told you, okay? All right, you told us, Ken. Hey, Rusty, if you get loose, get Ken. <laughs> totally kidding, Ken. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I slip a little smoky into Ken's back pocket. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh roll uh roll stealth against Ken's alertness. <laughs> I fail. I pass. Play that out, please. Oh, it's I just like I'm I'm sneaking it in and I slap a yeah. hand away. What the fuck? I'm just joshing. <laughs> Just Josh. Were you trying to put a Smokey in my back pocket? Yeah, I thought it'd be funny if he, you know, he grabbed your ass. I, I wouldn't think it was funny, Jeremy. What the fuck? A little Smokey. L- L- Liz, right? J- just show me where Ash is. He can do whatever he wants with this guy. I, just, I gotta get away from here. All right, he's over here. And I try and run and find where Ash is stuck in the street. I follow. And I'm like... And I, <laughs> I like whip the lead, kind of like jerk the lead so he knows that we're leaving. And let's go. Come on, rest. Liz Lonklin, roll a survival check for me. Whoa. Definitely failed. Hang on. You die. <laughs> We've made that check, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a good what one, the though. Heck makes me laugh. Yeah. It makes yeah. Joe laugh every time. Yeah, I failed. It's a fail. It's like an 81 on a 40. All right. You die. <laughs> <laughs> See? Still got a laugh. Got it. Shadow, Judy, and a raccoon are walking back down the trail to the trailhead. Judy is walking with her arms inside of her onesie sleeves, probably following behind the two adorable (laughs) (laughs) uh, raccoon walking. Wait, what am I supposed to say? (laughs) Tell me I'm a raccoon. Two raccoons uh, walking on their hind legs with their arms T-Rexed in front of them. Tottering. Tottering from one side to the left. And (laughs) as you guys make your way back down, you see uh, the sun is setting and it will be very dark very soon. What are your guys' hopes and intentions with this trip? I hope to look death in the face. That's about it. That's like my primary goal in life. And Allie, what about Judy? Uh, Judy is just really worried right now because she typically brushes her teeth at sunset. And she has not been able she to. She can do feel that like yet. the plaque. But like she does still her tongue is just like running over she her teeth. She has her toothpaste, if you'll remember, in mm-hmm. her pocket. Yeah. She doesn't have her. Oh, she does have her toothbrush. She, she has her toothpaste and her toothbrush. But she's still really nervous about the hand sanitizer on her hand, so she doesn't want to touch. Are the you going to use lake water to brush your teeth, Judy? 
she doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's uncertain. <laughs> She's very uncertain right now. She also is very concerned about Liz, sure. but more concerned about her te- her teeth. Okay. How, how concerned is she about shadows? Well, being uh, very little, <laughs> <laughs> little little to none. I think <laughs> almost none. I would say about as much as Shadow is worried about her own well being. <laughs> so as you guys make your way back down, you see the back of the little shack that is where the ranger sits and you see all the cars in the parking lot all of the same cars so are Judy's still there. mom's car is there yes the minivan is still there is everything in the same condition seemingly yeah is the ranger still there so as you guys turn the corner hello hello who go who, who is that and judy you would recognize it as your mom's voice is it coming out of her mom? It is coming out of the little shack at the trailhead. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, um, Shadow, I don't want to freak you out, but that is my mom. Um, yeah, that's what I was expecting. I really hope that she brought her water bottle so that I could use some of it to brush my teeth. Um, we should probably go up there and find her. Uh, Mom? Mom? Wait, 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 Judy. Listen to the raccoon. And I just look over at the raccoon. And the raccoon throws its hands up in a, (laughs) I don't know, kind of situation. (laughs) Can I pick up the raccoon? When you try to pick up the raccoon, it like backs away from you, stands its ground, gives you a thumbs up. Okay, I I return the thumbs up. Okay. (laughs) It reaches out for a high five. I reject the high five. (laughs) (laughs) The raccoon hangs its head and walks back toward the parking lot. Judy's starting to get pretty freaked out. She really wants she really wants that water bottle from her mom, so. <laughs> mom, mom, mom. Hello? Hello? Is who who is that? Who is there? And you see as you turn the corner that Krista Krinkelhoff is poking her head out the little window of the shack and is looking around and sees the two of you with a raccoon. What are you what what are you guys doing? Krista, have you used the hand sanitizer? Um Yes, as everyone should. And then she like grabs a thing of hand sanitizer from behind the bar, if you will, and puts it up on the the little shelf, the little uh, ledge. little ledge of the shack. Everyone should be washing their hands uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, getting all higgledy piggledy or anything else like you. You must use hand sanitizer and not, you know, bark at knots. And, uh, you know, it's the important thing to do. Per Krinkelhoff household tradition, uh, when Judy sees a bottle of hand sanitizer, she runs to it and puts it in her hands. She's already forgotten that the raccoon told us not to use it. And the raccoon will try to stop you from doing this. So let's roll a uh, unarmed combat against each other here. I got a five on a 30. The raccoon got a four. (laughs) Uh, Which we play prices right rules. So the highest number wins as long as you stay under your stat. So you fight this raccoon off to get some hand sanitizer and you put a bunch in your hands. Right. Yes, that is absolutely right, young miss. You should definitely be using this. I I don't understand why what it is that uh br- made you bring a raccoon with you back out into the parking lot of the woods. Uh mom, I just uh, don't don't look at the raccoon. It's okay. Uh no, it's fine. He's just a pet of ours. You don't need to look at him or uh, think about him at all uh or you even be here even. You could why why are you here? I would like to human 
Krista. Sure. To see if like she's a little brainwashed from the handsome hater. Okay, roll a human for me. I pass. Thirty-four and a forty. 34 on a 40 would tell you that she is not in the same state that Judy was earlier when she seemed to lose her shit. Okay. Daughter, I am here because the man who was here earlier asked me to watch his stead for the time being because uh, he, he heard that there were some some folks out there just wobbling jaws and, and, and he was afraid that they might, you know, get their barking irons out and take care of business and we can't have anyone uh, shooting uh, guns and making mayhem out here in the woods with all these missing people. Judy is no longer listening to her mom. She's digging in her mom purse to see if she has any water that she can use to brush her teeth. She does have some water Perfect. and she will, uh, you can brush your teeth. Judy brushes her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> do you just do it like standing out? Yeah, she's like hanging her head out the door like ravenously brushing your teeth like it's been years. <laughs> like it's been years? So I totter over to the raccoon. Mm-hmm. What do we do? And the raccoon like throws its thumb again to the exit of the woods. Judy, I think that we should go back and get Liz. Judy looks up and she has toothpaste all over her mouth. And she <laughs> says, um, I really don't want to go back into the woods right now. I just want to stay with the raccoon probably. Uh, you could go maybe alone. Judy, I'm not sure that anyone could comfort Liz the way that you can. You know about your special connection. Judy, you left your friend Liz out in the woods all alone? Uh, Mom, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, we don't, uh, everything is fine. Liz is, uh, probably just, um skinny dipping oh my goodness uh, what was your name again I... mom this is my very best friend shadow yes, how could uh, you forget i'm so sorry of course shadow shadow you should go back into the woods and grab liz i will wait here and uh, judy you can wait here with me and then we will all leave together so Krista, as much as I would love to do that, because I feel very comfortable and one with everything in nature, I'm a little confused as to why you, the mother of my best friend, would want me to go back into the woods by myself where several people have gone missing. Okay, well, I will go back in with you if you would like, and Judy, you can stay here and wait for us to come back. That's a really good idea. Uh, maybe probably the raccoon should stay with me? Yes, I completely agree. Okay, that's great. Also, could you leave your purse so I can have some of those breath mints that I really like? Ab- absolutely. Okay, good. All right, Krista, let's have some real bonding time so that maybe for once in your GD life you can remember my name. Oh, you are a little firecracker, aren't you? Thank you. Judy, we... Will you just watch it until the man comes back who's here? Uh, he's the, um, what was he? The the Woodrow fella? The, the, the whatever? What was his thing? He was, he was the ranger. Yes, until the ranger comes back. If you could stay here and the raccoon friend, I suppose, can, can stay here as well with the breath mints. And then she leaves back up the trail with Shadow. I grab her hand and um, kind of force her to skip with me into the forest. She will reluctantly join you in said skipping. Okay. I might also sing a song. Oh, what would that song be? 
Death is all around us. Just look at its unrelenting eyes. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that like a worship song? <laughs> it's unrelenting eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Judy, you've got your breath mints, Mm -hmm. your teeth are brushed, you've got your mom's water. I need you to roll a sanity check for me. I got a 34 on a 34. Oh, that's a success. Yay. Congratulations. You hold it together even though your vision is starting to blur. You're still going to lose one sanity, okay? but that is just going to make the world around you slowly. It's as if it's going to turn the way it did earlier, but it doesn't quite make it fully. You just see your vision is rippling and the raccoon is walking back from around the side of the building and it looks at you with these dead eyes that are just like, horrified and scared and it motions for you to follow it okay and i do it leads you to the small restroom attached to this ranger's welcome shack and as you approach the heavy metal door the sun finally finishes its shift from the inside of this trailhead restroom we see the scratched up brown door open and judy krinkelhoff is backlit only by the single flickering light illuminating the Contention Woods parking area. I'm going to need a sanity check here. Yeah, 26 on a 33. Even with the success, you lose one sanity as your mind tries to comprehend what you are seeing. She's starting to go a little numb. So she's obviously, she's freaked out. Her hands are shaking a little bit and she's breathing a little heavy. But... She doesn't want to run. She's, she just keeps staring at it. She can't look away. And we zoom up to Judy's shaking hands and her dead stare. From her eyes, we see the body of Ed Buzz Woodrow, still in his state ranger uniform, but his limp body is on the dirty bathroom floor, and it's been folded neatly like a freshly pressed shirt. She
Oh, mm-hmm. the one.